Hello, and welcome to She Loves, a new podcast that's produced by Vevolution to celebrate, inspire, and empower women creating positive change in the world. I'm Rachel, and today I sat down with my co-host Lois and Hank's co-founder, Sarah, to talk about all things sexual wellness, pleasure, and how they've created a luxurious female condom brand to empower women. I really hope you enjoy this episode. So, hey, Sarah, thank you so much for joining us today. Um, confession before we start, me and Lois actually had a delivery made yesterday. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> and it made us laugh, obviously, with everything that's going on. I thought it, you put out, obviously, a blog today with the hanky-panky thing and self-isolation, etc. So we thought it was perfect timing. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thanks for having me, ladies. I'm glad you, I'm glad you got a little Hank's parcel. <laughs> <laughs> it made our day. Yeah, <laughs> So um, let's get started then. A gynecology doctor and an investment banker walked into a bar. Is this how Hank started? And how did you come up with the idea to create a luxurious, sustainable, vegan, biodegradable condom brand? Yeah, so, well, it kind of, all started my friend Farah and I went to school together so um, we we go way back we know each other very well Farah went into investment banking I went into medicine and I was working in gynecology and sexual health um, at the time we thought of the idea um, Farah actually bumped into her boss buying condoms and was oh, absolutely gosh. mortified at the whole thing <laughs> oh, <my gosh. laughs> I know right red pack in her hand and her boss was right behind her and yeah awful so she was telling about this story and I at the time was working in sexual health clinics and I'd seen a really kind of rise in difficult to treat sexually transmitted infections but also um kind of a lot of women coming off hormones and the need for sustainable vegan options in kind of everything we were choosing in our lives so we Farah and I were talking about this and we were having like you know a few glasses of wine at the time and saying actually like why is you know, why is there no brand out there that speaks to women, but also that is sustainable, that has like a nice brand that talks to us and is relatable and kind of honest about sexual wellness rather than shying away from the realities of sex and um, what we actually want from these kind of products. So yeah, kind of how it started. (laughs) Amazing. So with STIs on the increase and women relying heavily on contraception, it's something like me and Lois, we've both come off yeah. of contraception we recently a lot. and like yeah. as a team, we're very open about it. So yeah. why do you think that people are reluctant to take care of their sexual health? Like what factors are causing people to come off contraception? Why are we so kind of reliant on it as females? Yeah, absolutely. I think as a, a kind of, and nature you know as Brits we're quite we're quite prudish about sex and talking about sex I think oh, 100%. Um, so, <laughs> you know, like, and, and with that I think with with female health as well and we're kind of we shy away from it because it's always been a little bit of a taboo topic it's not been spoken about in a open accessible way even from kind of school age it was you know sex education was very much a negative thing um we didn't get talked about pleasure or consent or um you know it was it was quite uh, thought about periods as quite an ashamed thing and um and and hormones weren't really part of what we we spoke about it was more very clinical and scientific so I think Mm -hmm. in general we are quite uh prudish and I think there isn't really that kind of open platform to talk about these things I think it's getting better and like you say uh, my friends and and I we speak about this kind of stuff really openly yeah Uh, obviously after starting a condom brand it's like (laughs) you have to (laughs) yeah (laughs) quite normal for us now like we can't blush it 
uh, uh, talk about condoms anymore. Um, so yeah, so I think it's we're getting better at it, and I think sex education is also getting better. Um, but uh, I do think that yeah, there's still a long way to go to to make kind of sexual health. It's all part of our wellness. You know, we talk about our physical and on our, on our um, you know our physical health and kind of eating well and all those kind of things. But why shouldn't we talk about these aspects that also impact our our holistic lives? Yeah, mm-hmm. that's so true. So, because I didn't know before hearing about Hanks about um, other products on the market, and your mm. product is completely eco-friendly, organic, and vegan. What is it that perhaps customers don't know when they're buying other sexual ple- pleasure and protective items that makes yeah. it not vegan and not organic? Definitely. I mean, when we looked into the market initially, you know, you don't really think of condoms as being non-vegan. It's a latex mm-hmm. product that comes from a natural plant so it's bizarre but actually a lot of condom companies use casein which is an animal byproduct in production and uh, so I think again we're we're not educating around the ingredients and and also kind of things like vaginal health so actually what is going inside there and a lot of lubricant uh, products for example or or wipes that that claim to kind of keep you clean which is frustrating because it's not you know our vaginas are self-cleaning but we we are kind of marketed to, to think that we we need to use these products but the products ultimately affect the the kind of ph balance in the the flora in the vagina which means that we can be more susceptible to infections especially things like thrush so it was really key that our lubricant which is water-based so it can be used with condoms um is also ph friendly and natural as natural as possible really um for the to be kind to our bodies because so it's really important that we're not putting any nasties in that do that do irritate women, but also men and anyone that's using the, the products really. So lubricant was was a lot of research went into that, um, as well as our as our condoms. Um, yeah, because it's not something that you want to be messing with. No, absolutely not. Yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. and it's interesting yeah. that it affects men as well as such. I think there's such a lack of education about the effects that these things have on men and them using it. It's interesting to kind of fi- figure that out flavored um co- flavored condoms and glow in the dark and ribs yeah. and this kind of random marketing kind of i'm going to say it bullshit quite frankly yeah. um you're never really kind of aware of the effects that it's having on men do they have i'm assuming they have similar effects then yeah i mean it's slightly different that the vagina floor you know there can be a lot more um issue like it's quite delicate vaginal flora but there's definitely issues for men for sure and there's there's products um that every person whatever the gender whatever the anatomy they they can react slightly differently to different things but you know we want it to be as as natural as possible so it would negate these uh, side effects for as many people as possible um and also as well as being kind to the body be kind to the the planet too and talking about being kind to the planet, can you talk me through the biodegradable aspects and the other elements of your packaging? Yeah, so um, obviously this is something that we're always striving to to do better in and we're doing as much as we can at the moment, but, um, you know, we're quite open and honest about this. So our outer packaging is recyclable cardboard um, and then our foil is obviously foil that wraps the condom and we're kind of always open to, to new materials. But for now, as a medical device, we need to keep the, the condom fresh. Yeah. Uh, the condom itself, once you open the foil, so once that's kind of started to be, be used, if you like, then once it's exposed to light and oxygen, it starts biodegrading after three months uh, under the influence of, of light and oxygen. And depending on the other factors such as 
warmth and the surroundings it can take um you know around three six months to to biodegrade so it can go in compost basically oh wow (laughs) you can't can't go in for compost interesting (laughs) with your kitchen waste (laughs) (laughs) yeah Yeah. i was thinking not sure i'll be putting mine in my kitchen bin but (laughs) who knows who knows (laughs) so Obviously, the packaging is fully recyclable. Um, what other ingredients in terms of the actual condoms? I know you mentioned casein is made from animal-deprived products. What else should we kind of be aware of that might affect us? Yeah, I mean, other ingredients that some condom uh, products use are things like anesthetics, um, which like benzocaine tends to be the, the most common one. That can, again, that can irritate women if it comes into contact with the vagina. Um, it can irritate some men as well, um, okay. but it, the, the point of it is to, to kind of uh, make a man last longer, basically. Um, but we don't use anything like that. <laughs> yeah, I know, numbs, numbs the other penis a little bit and then causes, yeah. So it's, 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 um, it's irritable and it's a chemical, so we, you know, we're not keen to use those kind of things. Uh, spermicide is another one. Um, it doesn't increase the efficacy, like the, um, how well a condom um, performs in terms of, how effective it is but it uh, some people you know think that it's more safe to use a spermicide that kills the sperm um but actually again that can be irritable so we don't wow. use things like that yeah it completely blown my mind yeah. there i hate that's just yeah <laughs> as you can tell i'm speechless completely speechless so, <laughs> so very interesting very interesting it was funny when we kind of were discussing this amongst the team i did a little test and tried to get everyone basically <laughs> obviously as vvolution we're um we're a team of five one being one male and then four females and we did a little test to try and get everyone to say sex out loud while in the co-working space brilliant i won't disclose exactly the results <laughs> they weren't great they weren't great um but yeah there is such still a massive taboo around like sexual pleasure sexual wellness um even in the 20 like 2020 it's crazy do you have yeah. any tips on when you're like talking to women and how they can kind of empower their sexuality and maybe open up the conversation whether they're single or with a partner um just to be a bit more open and fluid around these topics yeah i think i mean again it comes around to not not kind of glossing over the realities and being being open with with your partner with your friends and um you know communicating so what you know what you like what you don't like your experience your thoughts your um you know all these things like if we open the conversation and make and normalize it that's the way that you know things are going to improve and we launched a a forum called hank's life whereby it's around sexual wellness but also everything and anything in between so female health relationships um yeah absolutely anything but Mm -hmm. um again that's a safe space for people to to talk to others and you can be anonymous if you want but it's saying you know is this normal is this not like has anyone else experienced this any yeah. tips or advice for this and um and events as well so we do events um obviously that's changing at the moment but yeah <laughs> in terms of getting people together and opening that discussion um so i think in terms of uh with a partner or or with others it's about it's about talking about it and being kind of less worried. I mean, it's part of our everyone's health, and actually, we're all doing it. We may as well. Yeah, <laughs> we may as well exactly. talk about it. <laughs> yeah, exactly, and be that safe about thing. it, and be yeah, it'd be yeah. a positive experience. Definitely, I think as well. Like as you mentioned, we take such care of our what we put into our bodies, and 
exercise and meditation and everything like this but sexual wellness has always been something that is not taken so seriously no it's at the bottom of the pile it's always at the bottom of the pile so it's good um to have these kind of brands emerging and breaking the taboo yeah thank you so i know you you currently are going through some investment um do you want to maybe talk us through how that's going with hanks um are there any difficulties you've kind of found being a female in the industry because obviously the sex industry is kind of mainly male dominant um how have you found talking to investors what's what's the process been like for you yeah i mean i'm not guy it has been tricky and it's uh, you know raising money for lots of startups is a you know, it's a tough journey and it's it's a full-time job and I'm lucky that I've got Farah who's, you know, got a finance background. So she kind of heads the investment conversations, but we do see investors together and um, we've we've raised a little bit of money through angel investors. So mm-hmm. um, I have pitched to lots of people. We've met lots of people. We've talked about our products, talked about sex, talked about condoms, open condoms in the middle of coffee shops. Like, Love that. Great. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so we've had a mixed review and I think we're so lucky to have a a great board of investment uh, investors and actually uh, we have a lot of male investors and they all believe in us and the vision and whatever you know whoever we are they they feel like we're the right people to be doing the you know running the company and actually because it doesn't matter that we're women so we're, we're lucky in that sense but that's not to say that we haven't met people along the way that thought we were just two little girls and didn't really understand what we were doing with our product and the need for uh for hand so you know oh. it's been a real roller coaster and it'll continue to be like that but we're in a good position that people are yeah people are on board that really believe in us and believe in what we're, we're building amazing what does yeah. how do you kind of see the future of sexual wellness and pleasure looking like um are there any kind of innovations that you've noticed within the market that you're really excited about for in terms of sexual wellness in to- in entirety, like there's a lot of great sex toy companies out there. Um, you know, people are again talking a lot more about pleasure, so that that's been exciting for a lot of our um, partners. Um, in terms of contraception, you know, we're we're keen to keep down the sustainable uh, route, and yeah. we think that's the way that brands should be going. Again, around events, around uh, building communities that are happy to talk about these things mm-hmm. in, with an educational slant. I think, you know, education is key and there's a lot of false information out there around sexual health and sexual wellness. So, um, so I'm, I'm hoping there'll be more and more kind of um, places to access that are unreal. So, yeah, I mean, there's, there's definitely lots of uh, exciting things going on in the space. Definitely. Are you planning to maybe take some of your events that you've kind of mentioned that you host online um, over the next few months with everything kind of that's going on? Yeah, that's the plan. We'll be staying tuned. Definitely. Yeah, we'll be tuning in. You trained as a doctor, right? And yeah. are you still practicing? So I do the odd bit. I um, am still registered uh, to practice and I do occasional weekends um, in obstetrics and gynecology in hospital um, when I'm needed. So let's see what happens with Corona. Mm. Obviously, if I'm I'm needed, I'd I'd be there to help out. What was it that first made you specialise in women's health and gynecology in particular? I just find it a really fascinating area. It's very varied. There's, um, it tends to be quite a young demographic. Uh, there's a lot of research. There's more research into kind of male anatomy and male bodies, but less so in, in women. But there's a real uh, opportunity to, to support and help those women, especially in times of need, such as during pregnancy and um, when they're feeling uh, isolated because of sexual health or gynecological female health. So I think there was a, there's a lot of opportunity to, to do good and to 
to help um, women quite early on in their lives. Is there any kind of, I guess, platforms that you would recommend um, for women to check out about whether they want to find out about wellness or pleasure? Obviously, you guys have your forum and your blogs. Are there any kind of other recommended websites that you feel are extremely powerful and beneficial? And with accurate information. Yeah. There's a lot of, <laughs> there's a lot of information out there. Yeah. The internet's yeah. a strange place, hey? Obviously, yes. Obviously, our blog and our podcast and our forum. But other areas depends because there's a lot of medical advice out there um on the nhs website on the kind of royal college of obstetrics and gynecology is a little bit more medical um but the nhs has some quite good information for uh, conditions if you've got a disease or a symptom or an illness yeah. i know you mentioned um you've got a podcast then as well what is where can listeners find you yeah so our podcast is on pretty much all the all the well-known podcast platforms so um we're called knickerbox glory and then yeah hanks official h-a-n-x official.com and hanks official on instagram twitter and facebook too amazing well we have some super quick fire questions for you before we finish um i'm so first one what inspires you to get up in the morning I had the mission of Hank, so, um, you know, making sexual wellness accessible for all. And do you have a daily affirmation? And if so, can you share it with us? I'm not going to lie. I don't have a daily affirmation. So I don't either. I'll pass on that one. <laughs> I don't think I do, actually. When I, when I read this question, I'm like, yeah, I do have one. And then I wake up in the no. morning and I don't tell myself. I'm just going to steal whoever <laughs> answers this question on the other episode. Yeah. I'm just going to yeah, steal, exactly. we'll steal other people's daily affirmation. <laughs> Is there a particular female role model or inspiration that you look up to? Oh, I've got loads of female role models. I mean, obviously my mum, my sisters, incredible role models in my life. Um, Farah, my business partner and friend. Um, you know, we've got a lot of mentors and advisors in the business that have supported us from day one, like Emma Sale, who's um, CEO of Killing Kittens. She's she's been so supportive of what we're building and and kind of the barriers we've faced um gabby hersham is another advisor who's ceo of Puggletree, and oh, wow. she's been amazing so like yeah lots of um lots of amazing women around yeah. me very lucky yeah strong girl group yeah <laughs> <laughs> what do you wish you could have told your 15 year old self lots of things <laughs> um i think to to worry less and to to you know have fun with things a little bit more I was probably quite mm-hmm. serious to 15 year old you know a little bit uh, worried about things that I shouldn't have been worried about at that age so I've, I've said kind of go with the flow a little bit more um and things all fall into place do you have any favorite books or podcasts that you would recommend I'm actually reading a really good book at the moment so I would recommend this it's called American Wife um and it's amazing but in, um, I know that's not a kind of a sophisticated business book. To, <laughs> it doesn't novel, have to be. It doesn't like, have to be. Um, and yes, the, obviously the, the Nicky Box Glory podcast. Gonna have to say that. Of course. It is a very good podcast. Very yeah. good. <laughs> you can't shout yourself out like when can you? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> because She Loves is a platform all about championing the women who are creating positive change. What is your tip for how, or, or tips for how someone can create positive change in the world? I think listen to people, be kind, educate yourself, um, surround yourself with positive communities. Um, and yeah, I think knowledge is power. So y- you need to understand what's going on and work together with others to make positive change. I like Amazing. That. I love that. 
That's a nice what a nice, I know, yes. what a nice way to end. <laughs> oh, well, Sarah, thank you again so much for being involved in the She Loves podcast and thanks for, for all that you're you. doing in the sexual wellness and pleasure space. Thank I know you mentioned earlier, but where can we find you guys online? Yeah, so Hank's official, hnxofficial.com is our site, but then uh, the same handle, Hank's official, uh, across all social platforms. Um, yeah. Amazing. Thank you so Thanks much. Thanks so much for having me. This podcast is produced by Vivolution and is hosted by Judy Nadell, Rachel Forsyth, Jenny Edwards and Lois Johnston. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review and you can find us at weareshelovescom and on Instagram at weareshelovesc